0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, thanks for joining me today, whether you're catching the show uh, live or uh, in archive. I uh, appreciate my listeners being here. Um, we are a little bit about me, I guess, real fast, and then we'll kind of dive right into our our show uh, today. Uh, if it's your first time tuning in, my name again is Jim Ventura. I am a uh, columnist, uh, published author, and a navigational consultant. Uh, If you're not already getting my monthly column, you can email me at venturasaj at yahoo.com to be added to my monthly mailing newsletter list. Uh, I do a monthly column called Snake Oil, uh, and I am a professional, again, navigational consultant. If you want information about personal sessions, I work with all kinds of different oracles, astrology, numerology, tarot, uh, rune stones, a number of different types of things. Uh, you can go to my website at com get information about that as well. So, um, okay, now we're actually continuing on with our Michael teachings classes. Uh, I have done these classes uh, many times here in my home office in Phoenix, South, uh, but I've decided to do a lot of these classes uh, live on air Uh, So more people are able to access this information, Uh, you know, not everyone's in Phoenix uh, for obvious reasons. So um, anyway, uh, we're continuing. This is actually the third installment in our series. So we've been talking uh, about Soul Age and uh, just quickly kind of going over some of the basics. Um, These are Michael Teachings. Uh, Michael Teachings, they were originally um, published in 70s, 80s, even into the early 90s, uh, there were many, many authors doing uh, Michael material. Uh, originally, it was Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough with a series of books called Messages from Michael, More Messages from Michael, Michael's People. Uh, a number of different books that came out, but lots of different authors were channeling this material. Um, and it is just really excellent. Uh, that's why I've uh, made the decision to uh, teach it here. Uh, I've read many, many different types of channelers, and Michael is definitely in my top two. My other favorite is Jane Roberts' Seth Material. Got lots of excellent authors, though, that have done channeled material, but the Michael material really has held strongly uh, over the years. So this is kind of what we're talking about in today's show. There's so much to this. uh, We're going to go into a lot of different uh, uh, segments of of where the Michael material will will take you. And it's just one of the most (laughs) practical and useful things to understand uh, about yourself and also when dealing with other people. Uh, I I cannot recommend it enough. So if you haven't, uh, this is the third show. You can go back over the first two. They're all in archives. You can catch any of my shows that way, uh, just so you know. So, okay, so we're talking about a soul age, and there are seven different soul ages uh, that we will move through in reincarnational cycles. Um, If you don't believe in reincarnation, well, I say this very humorously, that's not going to stop you from reincarnating. Uh, That's just what we do on the physical plane as we work through our cycles and work our way back to the Tao, to God. Um, We go through many different cycles in order to gain experience and understanding as human beings. So of these seven um, uh, soul-ages manifest in the physical plane, primarily there are five that are most notable. Um, There are two that I'm going to mention, hopefully today we have the time, uh, as well, that we don't see as much in the physical. Uh, so uh, we, we already kind of went over a couple of them. I'm just going to kind of backtrack briefly on each. So there's the infant soul cycle. Now, um, again, remember this has nothing to do with chronological age. If you are a mid-level infant soul, you can be 47, you could be 11, you could be 9, you could be 2, you could be 91, although most infant souls don't usually make it to 91. Um uh, so, uh, physical age has no bearing whatsoever on this, so get that out of your head if that's even kind of registering at some level. It has to do with how many times you have incarnated and where your development in it is as a soul. So, in a nutshell, the infant soul is the first stage development of uh, introduction on the physical plane. So, you'll have multiple lifetimes as an infant soul as you work way up, so to speak, toward baby soul. Um the infant soul is all about collecting experience um on the in the physical plane. The soul is fresher cast from the Tao in that respect, so a lot of it is about survival um and um you know and again, if you go back to the past material you'll see that these are generally not lifetimes that are particularly long for multiple reasons, although sometimes that is possible uh in terms of, of uh you know length of time um So then comes the baby soul stage after multiple lifetimes, at least seven. As an infant soul, one will become a baby soul. And the baby soul cycle is all about structure, uh, rules and regulations. Uh, The baby soul is uh, often left to be in charge of infant souls, by the way, which is often not an easy task. Um, Baby souls begin to develop a bit more of a polish in terms of survival. Um, so they're very rigid about setting up rules and structures for most baby souls. What you were taught when you were younger, you will often adhere to, no matter what so um a lot of the you know a backlash we're seeing from you know uh terrorists and ISIS groups and things of that nature these are um often without question infant and baby souls. You'll get some young souls in the mix um I'm not talking about the Muslim faith itself. Um, there, are, uh, there may very well be many mature souls and young souls that are um, uh, drawn to the Muslim faith as well, so there may even be splattering a, a few olds so that that isn 't the bearing that we 're talking about here we 're talking about the extremism that can often come up. We see this in the extreme Christian right as well too that 's often very very baby soul at home. Now, also, hear this out. listen, some baby souls can be very loving, good people. um you know, both of my parents were were baby souls, and they were good parents um so we're not talking crazy here necessarily. uh you know, baby souls are all about structure and rules, and regulations. there also can be um You know, there's the beginning of some element of empathy that begins to develop. You'll often see with baby souls, a lot of times they care, can care about animals sometimes or children, a lot of right to lifers or baby souls. Uh, There's certainly going to be some mature uh, and uh, young souls in that mix as well too, but as a general rule of thumb, that that urge to protect the innocent in that way can surface with baby souls um, that sort of begins, so to speak, although the rigidity that's often tied to what you were taught religion-wise or uh, ethnically is, is often stronger for baby souls. Um, so after multiple lifetimes in the baby soul cycle, begins begin to see the development of the young soul cycle. The young soul cycle is a much more polished stage of soul development. You have multiple times on the physical plane now, um, often with the young soul cycle, it's really all about kind of climbing the ladder in terms of success. You know, the other day I was watching an, uh, the original Rocky, and I thought, you know, it's interesting because there's such a strong young soul theme to the climbing from the gutter up to a place of, of success, so inherently part of the Rocky story. There's a little bit of mature soul feel about that, too, as we get into the mature soul energy to understand. But primarily, it really is a young soul type of a story in that climbing, so to speak, of the ladder. And that is a very, very key element for young souls, um, that urge to be successful whenever they decide that is going to be. Um, it is a much more polished age. To me, um, a lot of psychiatrists often fall into the um, young soul category. Um, you'll see a fair amount of uh, mature souls in that category as well too um, often the urge for many degrees through traditional schooling and colleges is a very common pursuit among young souls because that's an element or a way to make an achievement uh, in some respects. so you often you know the, it, whether the young souls focus on speaking multiple languages or becoming successful uh, financially career wise or raising a strong family you know the, the goal and the focus again is largely about. Um, you know, uh, reaching success again, whatever that is termed to be, for the younger soul, um, for young souls. So I would say younger, young souls, just uh, classification of category. Um, young soul. The way young souls learn is through loss, though. Um, in some cases, they may lose what they've searched for. Like someone could, a classic young soul story could be working your whole life to be um, successful financially, but losing your family because you didn't spend enough time there. Um, you know, uh, Harry and Cats in the Cradle is sort of a bit of that song type of a vibe or an energy. Uh, sometimes there could be the certainly the an element of, of serving, you know, uh, a corrupt master in that sense toward a goal as well, too. Many different themes can occur in the young soul cycle that way. But again, we begin to see some more of a merging of some element of empathy simply because they have been alive on the physical plane more times reincarnationally. Now, these are not going to be remembered lifetimes, of course. Young soul is often probably the most divorced necessarily from spiritual understanding simply because of the nature of the cycle of focusing so strongly on the physical plane itself and accomplishing what one needs to on the physical plane. Okay, so now we move into some new territory here for our show. We're going to talk about mature souls. You know, for the most part... If you're listening to this show and you followed me in that way, there's a good chance you're either a mature or old soul. I will get some young souls that may tune into this material. Um, Most baby souls are going to reject it fairly quickly um, simply because it just does not lean itself in in that type of direction for baby souls in terms of appeal. Uh, Baby souls tend to be drawn more toward very specific organized religions. Uh, philosophies and things of that nature that are much more black and white in terms. Um, but uh, the uh, mature soul states now here's what begins to happen for the mature soul consciousness. The soul has now reincarnated many times. So one of the things that you see with mature souls is a very, very heavy um, development of empathy itself in that sense. One may not, you, as a general rule of thumb, it becomes uncommon for mature souls to be racist, homophobic, things of that nature. You know, some may, if they were taught that, will usually inevitably reject it as they begin to get older. Um, often there is sort of, uh, sort of unconscious memory of living other times in other places and other cultures in other ways. So the mature soul begins this process of broadening one's scope in that sense in terms of empathy and understanding. Now, here is kind of the rub, but that ends up kind of happening that's difficult for the mature soul because you know the the, the path of of less um I want to say when it comes to religion and philosophy, mature souls tend to be drawn toward you know much more um open philosophical um types of um uh, spirituality there could be a tendency to be drawn to things like buddhism um Uh, Unitarianism um, Unity churches to me are often filled With a lot of mature souls Who are seeking that camaraderie and that understanding Of what it feels like to be around People who feel The same way in that sense Even um, Christians uh, Who are mature souls And same thing with Muslims and people that have faith Those faiths tend to have a much more Empathetic type of a disposition That is natural To the mature soul For instance a lot of Catholics as an example Um, You'll certainly have your baby soul Catholics and your young soul Catholics. But when it comes to mature soul Catholics, there's more of a tendency to not, to be realistic in the sense of not following the Bible to the letter of the law, understanding that it's a series of stories and, you know, it's a guideline, but to follow it literally, of course, is crazy. You know, while um, certain popes and doctrines within the church have very adamant about, you know, gay rights being wrong and other things of that nature, mature souls tend to kind of not feel that way. They still will often um, attach themselves to the religion or the philosophy, but they kind of do a much different type of a dance around it in the way that they tend to follow it in that sense because often that, empath- that naturally advanced empathy that becomes part of the mature soul consciousness um, really prohibits them you know, from really getting caught up in those rigid structures that baby souls often tend to be drawn to. The difficult side so this is a very this is a very beautiful cycle when the mature soul cycle begins to occur and then and, and starts because um, we do see that advancement now on the negative side you know the mature soul consciousness is all about the experiencing of relationships in tremendous depth um, and really is drawn to intimate partnerships relationships really understanding their role and their place within family and society itself in that way So this can be one of the more difficult cycles, the mature soul stage. And it is because of that advanced empathy. Sometimes it's very difficult for a mature soul to separate themselves from an experience or event and someone else is suffering in that way because of that powerful ability to empathize so strongly. Um, This can become, uh, you know, again, interestingly enough, kind of part of a, a difficulty itself. You know, the mature soul motto tends to be do it any place but here uh which is is kind of interesting where baby souls and young souls will often make something they don't understand wrong a mature soul will tend to have the do it any place but here type of a disposition meaning they may not agree necessarily with the person's perceptions or way they do things but they wouldn't stop them from doing it they just would request that they don't do it near them at the moment um so, it's a much more introspective cycle in that way uh, because the mature soul uh, perceives others as they perceive themselves. Um, this, you, If you really stop and analyze that, you will begin to understand the depth of this in that way. Uh, this is also where mature soul trouble can stem from because that ability to perceive others as they perceive themselves. They often don't recognize sometimes when dealing with younger or baby souls um, that they are not seeing you the same way. In that way, mature souls are often very drawn to older souls for a number of reasons, although sometimes can get frustrated with older souls because the older souls tend to be more detached. We'll talk about that when we get into that, um, into discussing the old soul cycle. Um, So... The the mature soul cycle is a lot about really, really questioning behavior. You know, a very classic story of the mature soul experience, of course, can be born into a family that is possibly racist or very, very adamant about certain beliefs or philosophies and then to feel ultimately like the square peg in the round hole who inevitably um, pulls away from those perceptions or philosophies. Uh, To me, a lot of... uh, People that marry someone of another race or religion or philosophy, much to the chagrin, oh, that's a nice word, of their families. Often a very mature soul experience because they they they're able to love someone of a different faith or culture or philosophy. And sometimes the young soul or baby soul family members don't agree with them. Um, A lot of gay men, lesbian women, a lot of mature souls in this category as well too, um, uh, who. Uh, or experiencing a different type of experience that can maybe seem somewhat a fringe in society in those terms as well, too. Uh, So this is all beautiful fodder, of course, for the mature soul cycle. Um, One of the benefits about the mature soul cycle, of course, is because it's not so far divorced from the young soul cycle, um, mature souls can still often seek fame, recognition, and acknowledgement um, uh, but sometimes more effectively than older souls can. And when we talk about the old soul cycle, you'll begin to understand why this is the case, because they're not so far removed from it. They still often have that awareness or understanding. To me, soap operas themselves, we don't have that many on TV anymore like we used to years ago, are just the epitome of of some young soul stuff, but just almost ultimately mature soul experience and drama that can be very much part of that dance that is so inherent to the mature soul cycle in that respect. Um, but you do tend to get kind of more of a warmth as a general rule of thumb, um, when it comes to, uh, uh, uh when it comes to understanding others, of course, uh, let me give you a little quote from messages from Michael himself about mature souls. Um, this is uh, directly from the book. He says, mature souls seek an almost unknown quality in their lives. In other words, they know they're seeking, but are generally unclear about what it is they seek. For this reason, mature souls do not usually enjoy life unless they are surrounded by souls in bliss. This is a difficult cycle. We must empathize the difficulty. Mature souls beset with many problems, all intrinsic. The only way to help is to make the environment non-stressful so that it has sanctuary. The mature soul often seeks professional help on its own. Uh, The mature soul often seeks higher education, although not always in an institutional setting. It is often too uncomfortable in school settings. The mature soul makes a massive contribution to the knowledge, both philosophically and scientifically. Karl Marx, Adolf Adler, Fritz Perl, Sigmund Freud, Immanuel Kant, Aristotle, Albert Einstein were all mature souls. There is a real change of emphasis in the public lives and careers of mature souls. Mature souls pursue their public lives for very different reasons than young souls do. After all, they are questing, and their work will coincide with the nature of their quest. Religion becomes self-motivated in the mature soul cycle. The mature soul seeks quiet faith, Quakerism, Unitarianism, Buddhism, etc. Um, With the right partner, the mature soul can be an ardent lover. The love is deep and lasting from... For agape, is possible during the cycle if the inner conflicts are resolved. With the wrong partner, there's apathy, impotency, frigidity, infidelity. Um, The soul has more of a tendency to make for life in the mature soul cycle. Um, Mature souls make fine chefs. They enjoy precision cooking and gourmet dining. Um, Okay, so he gets into a couple of different things here in the book itself. Um, uh, But to kind of, I think, getting the gist of this in that respect... um, you know, as a as a counselor and a navigational consultant, the the uh, the brunt, of course, of the clientele that I work with are mature souls and old souls, and there is a difference between the two. Um, I I actually have to say, take great delight in working with either mature or old souls for different reasons. Hit some young souls from time to time. They typically won't return um, in a regular way. Um, often, much of what I'm saying can be kind of confusing. Um, I think, not because of uh, lack of intelligence. Often, young souls are quite intelligent. Um, It's just more that, again, it's in a realm of area of interest that is not necessarily something they're drawn to in terms of perception or way of viewing things uh, in that context. And they're drawn to me for a different reason. So, again, I work a lot with mature and older souls. So what I see is, you know, I I, I ever lovingly say, I, I think a lot of mature souls are what I call relationship junkies. Uh, I say that with humor because it's hard to not get so caught up in um, the energy behind their relationships uh, where old souls are often able to develop more attachment from it. Uh, but this, again, is the nature of the cycle. You're supposed to deal with it intensely and deeply if you're a mature soul. You're not doing it wrong in that respect. I have one client, clearly a mature soul, who um, is, has a sister that's just obnoxious to her. The, my client's in her 40s. And her sister is just horrible uh, without getting into detail about it. And she's so adamant about maintaining and figuring out and understanding her sister and why her sister doesn't like her and how to get a relationship with her sister and other family members and how it affects her children who should have their aunts in their lives. And for me, as an older soul, my perspective is screw it. I just wouldn't waste any energy on this. She may be your sister, but clearly, you know, it's not worth your time. Go find other sisters. In other words, their friends could become sisters. You don't have to get caught up in the trap. But that can be very difficult to tell that to a mature soul because of that depth of understanding and empathy that coincides in that experience. So this is what we see again with the mature soul cycle. They're very relationship oriented, um, very much in understanding the self and other people. Um you actually can and we'll get into this probably in more detail in future um in future uh uh, shows, but you know when you, I, I'll use uh, at, at California as a perfect example. So you always kind of a splattering of different soul ages in different places, of course. Um, typically, the middle Middle America tends to have a more heavier theme of uh, baby souls, uh, but you'll again get mature souls, old souls, and young souls mixed in. um You'll often find like California as a perfect example of. Northern California tends to be much more mature, old-soul in its vibe and its feel, whereas um, uh, L.A. and that vicinity is a bit more young-soul in its tone uh, overall. Um, San Diego is kind of a mixed bag. You'll get kind of pockets of young, mature, and old for San Diego. So California is an interesting example of that. I noticed that being here in Phoenix as well, too, definitely a hodgepodge of mix of different types of people. Still lots of babies here, uh, baby souls, uh, a fair amount of youngs, but a good amount of mature and a a splattering of old soul here as well, too. Um, You know, uh, Taos, New Mexico, tends to be a little bit more old soul in its theme, um, whereas, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, we often see kind of a young, mature soul kind of vibe in in, um, uh, the Northeast. Again, you really can start to break down when you understand soul is just where people tend to go and live and want to be. So, okay, so we've talked about the mature soul. There's so many examples of famous mature souls. Many more, Way more examples of famous mature souls, by the way, than um, famous uh, old souls. And when we get into understanding the old soul cycle, you'll you'll get a, a hint of that. Uh, I'll mention a few uh, old uh, mature souls from uh, Michael's cast of characters his books. Uh, just so you can kind of see and get a feel for it. Uh Whoopi Goldberg, uh Jane Fonda, um Harrison Ford, uh Billy Crystal, um Danny DeVito, um uh Dennis Hopper, uh Jesse Jackson, Michael Jackson, uh Stephen Jobs, um Angela Lansbury, um Madonna, uh Bette Midler, uh, Dudley Moore, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Ralph Nader, uh, Bob Newhart, um, uh, Betty White, um, Tom Selleck, uh, uh, Dan Rather, uh, uh, alright, let's see, Sean Penn, uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, uh, Gene Siskel, uh, Gloria Steinem, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Steven Spielberg, getting a feel for this guy's—you see what I mean? There's always there's a depth, there's a little bit more of a feel of a depth to the people when you see uh, when you get to mature soul territory. You'll also see in the eyes, by the way, that, again there's a much more of a warmth and a depth, but also again sometimes a look of a little struggle in that respect, which is inherently part of the mature soul cycle. Okay. So after at least seven, again, this can be lots more, lifetimes, and we'll talk about the cyclical levels shortly. We're moving to the old soul stage. Uh, and the old soul cycle is, um, you know, uh, a, certainly a different feel about it in that respect as well, too. Um, uh, after many, many lifetimes of emotional intensity, um, the old soul tends to be um, less inclined to get stirred up about things, um, the old soul cycle is very much a teaching cycle, um, that becomes a big priority for older souls. Um, typically spirituality becomes a very strong, strong pull for older souls, uh, whether directly or indirectly. Um, some old souls may still go to churches and things of that nature, but again, will tend to have a very different type of a take on it in that respect, um, so there's sort of an inner recognition of that kind of winding down, um, whereas uh for uh for the uh for the mature soul the drive for intensity in relationship experience is strong. For the old soul it's actually often the seeking of relative ease. You know, an interesting thing I learned when I first learned about uh the Michael material was they talked about how often some old souls would take positions as gardeners for young souls. You know, and it's weird that it's sort of like, what? Because I think people, they hear a system like this and they think of the old soul as like the successfulest. No, absolutely not. Um, You you tend to get kind of a real sort of um, uh, heightened spiritual awareness that happens during the older soul cycle. Um, Old souls can get uh, carried away into causes, although mature souls are more likely to, but there tends to be kind of an interesting dynamic that operates for older souls, which is an ability to see the larger picture um almost all the time, um especially for later old souls and I'll talk about soul age in terms of uh time uh, uh, in terms of levels in just a little bit. I think we will have time for that today um so what it, it begins to become this realization of um, you can have an experience. You can be emotional about it. You can be upset about it. But there's still kind of a larger awareness of the larger of the big pic, of the big picture. You know, when I have gone through uh, from time to time, I've gone through difficult um, uh, experiences a uh, few times in my life. And as painful and tough as they were, there was always this part of me that knew this would pass at some point too, and also knew that in some reason, there was some reason I had to have this experience that would prove purposeful even if I couldn't stand it at the time. You know, pretty weird, I think, for people to hear that and understand it because I've been through a few, few doozies, and anyone who's read any of my books and things knows that I've been through a couple of real uh, <laughs> things. Um, the older I get, the less crap I go through, by the way. Um, but I've always had that weird ability. Like, even if I'm depressed, I can be depressed for a little bit, and then this is how the part of me that always sort of thinks like it's just sort of bullshit, like Jim what are you doing? You know what I mean? I know, you know, you're depressed and you're sad, but, you know, this will pass and, you know, this is just meant to be at some level. There's always a different type of a weird detachment, I think, that uh, older souls are able to do, which can feel very strange to other people because cause sometimes it can look like you don't care as much as they do, but that's not what it's about. It's more of a recognition at some level that if you get too emotionally intensely involved in something you can lose track of other elements of life that are really awesome and and important as well too. So, here's uh let me let me um uh let me talk to you about uh a little bit more about some of the dynamic behind being an older soul. You know, even when it comes to cooking, I had a friend of mine the other day that was laughing cuz I I put a lasagna recipe up online. Uh, again, talking from an old soul's perspective, I put a lasagna <laughs> a recipe up and she said, this is hysterical. It teaches you how to make lasagna, but there's no actual measurements for anything listed in it. And I had to look back and I'm like, holy shit, she's right. I didn't even put measurements here. I just did sort of the old soul explanation of how to do it. You know, old souls can be, um, you know, like when it comes to if you've got an apple that's partly rotten, classic old soul, let me just cut the, the bad part off and, and I can still work with the good part. It's a very weird type of a disposition that old souls often have. You know, one of the things that a lot of old souls are good at, too, is sort of calming um, animals, children, and people down, almost sort of instinctively. I would say, even as a kid, it was like uh, I, was, I was an old man born into a young body. Um, always had a weird ability with animals. In fact, I've even been able to calm and satiate feral animals. In a way that is just very powerful. Um, I just think, again, it's just that nature of being an older soul, which people are often drawn to in that respect. One of the gifts behind being an old soul, by the way, is often you're born with a lot of talents and abilities. Um, it's just, it will make sense from having lived many, many lifetimes. Often a lot of different talents and abilities are inherently possible. Um, what I've noticed is. You know, if I commit to being good at something, I'll become very good at it and actually rather quickly. Um, which is disturbing to people sometimes. Um anyone who's ever been in my home office can see some of my artwork. Uh if anyone's read my writing, I'm incredibly creative. It comes very easy to me. I'm I'm a really good artist. Um there's a lot of things I know how to do well. Um, The problem is, and I I can speak for all old souls in this way, the motivation for success is not that strong. There can be a laziness to being an old soul because you're so past the young soul cycle of wanting to achieve that often you're looking for the path of least resistance. So a lot of times talents and abilities uh, are unused in many cases for older souls. The other thing to look at with this that is very interesting is, especially for old souls, but also for mature souls to be conscious of this, is often karma is more self karma. It can feel like, even as a young child, if you're an old soul, and to a large extent, mature souls feel this too, it can feel like you're out of step with what society wants from you. You know, it's sort of the stranger in a strange land or square peg in a round hole. So for many older souls, there can be a tendency to have to work through a lot of self karma without ultimately feeling like a weirdo because you don't feel think the same way that other people necessarily think or feel or operate. So that can be very much the uh, old soul dilemma. But once you come to terms with who you are, there can be a very powerful ability to do well and to be successful. Um, simply because, again, of that inherent having lived so many lifetimes. And again, just as mature souls tend to shy away from uh, uh, prejudice, um, bold souls, it's almost impossible for them to do it or feel it. I have never... I've written about this before, too. I can't get the whole um, issue with, like, if you're white, not liking black people or Hispanic people, or if you're black, not liking uh, white people. Like, I can't grasp it. It always seems to me like people are individuals and it doesn't really matter what group you necessarily structurally belong to. It it just seems to be that sort of a ludicrous idea to lump everyone in a category. I think people are individuals. So I just never got any of it. Uh, Sexism, homophobia, racism, uh, anti-Semitism, none of it. It just never, I just never got it. It just is just alien to me. It seems like such a dopey, childish, obnoxious, bullying way of being but again, for baby souls, young souls, um, this can be, you know, part of that cycle, part of their development toward uh, empathy and understanding. So I'm gonna you a little quote from the uh, uh, from the Michael teachings, uh, from messages from Michael about old souls. Um, the model of the old soul is you do what you want, and I'll do what I want. Uh, there's a change of pace here. In previous cycles, the soul is not drawn to the search with the same intensity that it is in the old soul cycle. There is a newer and more profound creativity, which is part of the search. The old soul perceives others as part of something greater than includes itself. And with uh, this comes the realization that there are no problems except those created by false personality as a defense. However, it is difficult for old souls to break these patterns because old souls more often than not seek the route of least resistance. The old soul usually enjoys hard manual labor, but seldom works as an artisan. It may or may not seek higher education. If pressure is exerted by the guru, it will, or if it senses that its task somehow involves the necessity for obtaining the proper credentials. For this reason, many old souls are gardeners. Young souls with fabulous estates pay them well to exercise this inborn talent. The money thus gained is used by the mid casual body to permit, perpetrate its influence on the physical plane. There's another aspect to this. The old soul of deep level realizes the futility and temporary nature of material achievement and therefore lacks the drive to accomplish this. They're all extremely competent, even in roles that are out of essence. The drive now is for spiritual evolution in all old souls. Therefore, they're inclined to let the rest slide. Any one of them could achieve anything they wish to, but more often than not, old souls choose to have life in which the usual working world and survival struggle will not touch them. In their work, they tend to choose an occupation that is pleasant or not particularly demanding so that they will be free to pursue their real goals without hardship unless the employment aids the search. For that reason, final level old souls rarely seek renewing of employment for any period of time. The religion of old souls is expansive and includes unorthodox rituals. Groves of trees become cathedrals, and the presence of the realized master is often felt by older souls. The synthesis is perceived in the final cycle, and old souls seldom cling to dogma. The old soul is casual about sex in the earlier levels because erotic love begins to lose its charm. Um, old souls are casual cooks. They use recipes as guidelines rather than gospel. They tend to use spices and herbs freely. Old souls feel at home with living things. Winemaking is an ancient art. Most vintners or old souls may have been vintners before, returning to that art most gladly. They can indulge their a penchant for gardening, make a living and avoid a rat race at the same time. Um, okay. So lots and lots of material about this. Um, uh, One last thing uh, that he mentions here, too. He said, what old souls do not understand yet is that they're all caught up in a device that is the last gathering together. That is what the old soul cycle is about. All old souls come to, at last, the philosophy and the arts. Some come more obnoxiously than others, but they come nevertheless. All over the world, their entity fragments are searching for that feeling of home. Some do not know what it is they search for, but they experience the emptiness. So really cool quotes uh, from from messages from Michael. So, um, yeah, that's what the Old Soul Cycle is about. Um, It is about developing kind of an enhanced further understanding of people and things, but it it does come easier in that way. The problem, again, for the older soul is that urge for success is often mild. Um, Again, using myself as an example um, that what when I was younger, what I often got from the parents of my friends and the people I met with was sort of an amazement at how funny or talented or smart I was and sort of like bewildered by the idea that I just wanted a regular job and wasn't going to go to college. Um, I just wanted to make money so I could get my own apartment and live comfortably. So I did end up going back to college briefly uh, for art. Um but there was whole other reasons behind that. Um, I never even got my degree. I just went to college for two years, two and a half years, which was awesome. But I just didn't give a shit about getting a degree. Again, uh, I could not be more nauseatingly old soul in that context because people want the diploma on the wall. I couldn't care less. Didn't mean anything to me. I Just wanted to get a couple years of college in. Um, but what I found a lot was it was just more that, like, even with my business now, I could be much more successful and reach a lot more people if I hired. PR people and things of that nature, but you know what I get a good amount of clientele that makes me live comfortably I only have to work 20 to 30 hours a week between the work that I do um, and uh, The columns I write and the the things that I do a lot of times. I do feel like I could do more but I I don't know man I just I want to be able to take naps and to cook my fresh food every day with fresh ingredients and and go to the gym and work out and take care of my body and read and play games and go to the casino every week or two and and take vacations and help people and guide them, but I don't want to kill myself. And, you know, again, I had struggled a lot with that. That was my self-karma about how lazy I was in terms of how much talent I had and how I wasn't using it, you know, the way I quote-unquote should. So uh, all of you old souls and probably a lot of you mature souls listening are probably resonating with a lot of what I'm talking about here. Um, okay, there's two other soul ages that manifest uh, somewhat on the physical plane. I want to mention those as well, too, but they're certainly less common. Uh, we will go through these stages as well, too. There is the infinite soul and the trans- trans- uh, transcendental souls, which, by the way, typically um, sometimes manifest on the physical plane, but for the most part really actually don't. These are stages of movement and development that we will eventually go through as well, too. Um so let me kind of briefly mention them and a few examples of them. Um, oh, you know, I mentioned. Uh, I wanted to mention a few old soul examples um, of. Uh, let's uh, let's do that first. A few old soul examples of famous old souls in that sense. Harder to get to, by the way, and uh, ha- having listened to this, you probably can understand why. So, some famous old souls uh, from again a book from about 20 years ago. Jeff Bridges, George Burns. Carlos Castaneda, George Carlin, Eric Clapton. Um, uh, Let's see uh, who else we can mention here that would be a good fit. Um, James Joyce, Carl Young, Chris Christopherson, um, uh, Paul Newman, um, Gary Larson, the comic book creator of The Far Side, Abraham Lincoln, John Lennon, uh, uh, Bob Marley, uh, Margaret Mead, um, Bill Murray. Uh, Yoko Ono, River Phoenix, um uh, I'm trying to send this list the females here. Mother Teresa, James Taylor, uh, Alice Walker, um George Washington, uh Phil Donahue, uh Leonardo da Vinci, uh Judy Collins, uh good, couple of examples guys. Get the feel for that, see the difference in the energy that you kind of find with the older soul. Again, harder to come up with names for obvious reasons. But uh, we've got a few here that are, are, are very noticeable. The sting has that sort of early old soul kind of feel. Okay, let me mention the... Uh, how much time do I got here to c- cover the... Uh, how much time? Three minutes, okay. <laughs> Three minutes to cover the infinite and transcendental souls. Uh Good luck with that, Jim. Okay, um, so, but in a nutshell, uh, the transcendental soul, the name refers... The, the name transcendental refers to the ability to see beyond the overleaves that overlay our essence and our perceptions, uh, transcendental souls are able to transcend the personality illusion that compromises the physical plane. Um, the transcendental, transcendental soul stage follows the old soul stage. However, the transcendental soul historically rarely incarnates on the earth. It appears that with the shift in Planet from young to mature soul, and the numbers of transcendental souls is increasing. So this is after the old soul cycles, we move into the transcendental soul. Often this is more of a teaching cycle, a teaching and influencing people on the physical plane from this particular perspective. Again, less common to physically manifest um, as one, although Mahatma Gandhi uh, was an example of the transcendental soul. Uh, And then the infinite soul, the next stage of development is a representation of the Tao itself. The infinite soul comes to Earth, say, every 2,000 years, although historically, for example, Christ and Buddha came within 600 years of each other. So a perfect example of this, uh, Jesus and uh, Buddha, two examples of the infinite soul coming onto the physical plane. You know, it's a much rarer event. During your infinite soul stage to manifest in the physical, but when we do, it's huge, as you can see. People are still obsessed with Buddha and and Jesus for obvious reasons because they did reflect those characteristics um, of the infinite soul, the ability to be now itself. Okay, so much more to talk about this, but again, we're out of time. Um, you know, the next time I'm going to continue on with a little bit more information about all of this, uh, sum this together and also talk to you about the stages, uh, one through seven within each soul, age, a soul age cycle, big difference between a second or third level old soul and a sixth or seventh level old soul. Same thing, uh, occurs in all the other cycles. So, uh, thanks for joining me today. Uh, um, Probably get some more information about this online or look up some of the books, but feel free to tune in here. Absolutely pass this information along to friends. It's really helpful to understand Soul Age. Uh, thanks for joining me today. We'll do another Michael class next month, uh, but I believe next week I will be doing an astrology update show, so catch me live for that. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Jim Ventura. I want information about the work that I do personal sessions, by phone, or in office consultation? Go to Com. Hit me up at VenturaStrategyYahoo.com to get added to the monthly newsletter mailing list so you can take advantage of all the perks that come from the monthly. Okay, cheers everyone. Have a great day and uh, thanks for joining me.